Okay, good morning, commissioners. Please take your seats. Thank you. Today is Tuesday, February 8th, and welcome to the Board of County Commissioners meeting. So one of the good things about being mayor is, you know, I can pretty much do whatever I want up here. I'm going to call for the pledge today, um, Ms. Carol Cook, Ms. Colleen Brooks, Ms. Ellen O'Neill, and Ms. Karine Remy. Please come up to the podium. You're going to lead us in the pledge on behalf of all of our employees in Broward County. Colleen, Carol Cook is here 35 years. Wait, Colleen Brooks is here 30 years. Ellen O'Neill is here 30 years, and Corinne Remy is here 30 years, and they're all officially off probation today. So come on and lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. And that's on behalf of all of our employees. Okay. Take it away. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Okay. Um, please remain standing. Yeah, please remain standing. Uh, a couple housekeeping items before we get into this. Commissioner Moskowitz is appearing today by phone. Um, unfortunately, Commissioner Ryan can't be here today. He had a, a health issue. He's, it was his birthday yesterday, so we want to wish him a happy birthday and uh, get well soon. We'll see him here, a speedy recovery for the next meeting. It may or may not be a milestone birthday for somebody on the commission tomorrow. I am not saying anything. If she's having a milestone birthday, I am not saying anything, but I think, I'm not saying who it is, but if she is having a major milestone birthday tomorrow, on behalf of Broward County, we want to wish Senator Nan Rich a happy birthday. And that's all I'm saying. You're not getting anything more out of me. Ladies and gentlemen, it is customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of notable persons from our community who have recently passed. I'm going to start on this side. Uh, Senator Rich. Thank you, Mayor. Just want to mention one gentleman, um, Ciro Gentile. If everybody or anybody's been to Pompano Beach, they have eaten at Gianni's restaurant. Uh, and Ciro, we lost Ciro, uh, the founder. His children continue to to run the restaurant, but he was, as I said at the uh, viewing, he was the godfather of Pompano. And so he will truly be missed. And then, of course, our prayers for Commissioner Ryan. Senator Geller. Uh, Chick Perez, former uh, labor leader in Broward County, has passed away this week. Commissioner Bogan. You know, I also want to um, give my well wishes to our, my friend and Commissioner Ryan and uh, everybody knows that when he's here he eats uh, send um, over a plate of food he, he, so <laughs> what I, so I don't do it to entice him to get back here early because I'm gonna put a plate of food right here and hopefully he'll see that and hear about it and come back soon Commissioner Austin thank you mayor I also want to lift up Commissioner Ryan and on this eighth day of Black History Month I like for all of us to remember and reflect on the freedom fighters who came before us. Uh, in just a few days, we will celebrate the chartering of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP. So I also want to remember the justice giants 
including Harry T. Moore, Harriet V. Moore, Eula Johnson, Dr. Mizell, and so many others. And black history is American history. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you all. Thank you, sir. Let us also honor the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, our public safety professionals, um, and thank them for their service and their honor and their sacrifice. And with that, let's all pause for a moment of silence. Thank you. Please take your seats. Welcome to the February 8th, 2022 Commission meeting. Thank you for joining us today. County Commission meetings are available to everyone to view online and are also open for in-person attendance on a limited basis by persons who wish to provide public comment on an agenda item. Those wishing to attend in person must sign up to speak on their items here in the Gov Center between 8.30 and 9.45 on the morning of the meeting. Members of the public are required to wear facial coverings while indoor on county property until tomorrow. The order was just signed by county administration. Tomorrow, members of the public that come to county buildings will be strongly encouraged to wear facial coverings, but it will not be mandatory and required, so that will take effect tomorrow. Um, they should maintain social distancing at all times between themselves and any person residing in a different household. To protect the health and public safety of everyone, members of the public will be asked to leave the chambers if the chambers are at capacity after the last item on which they are registered to speak. Upon exiting the chambers, the public can continue to observe the meeting online. While online viewing is strongly encouraged, members of the public wishing to remain on premises to observe the remainder of the meeting will be directed to a designated viewing area by county staff. Members of the public may also provide public comment by telephone. To do so, you must sign up on the, on the county's website at registertospeak.broward.org prior to 9.30. Today's music was selected by me. Uh, I selected the hockey song by Stompin', and what that is in reference to was the fact that the NHL All-Star Game was this weekend in Las Vegas, and the good news is um, there'll be some hockey here next year because at the NHL All-Star Game, we will be hosting it in Broward County next year in 2023. So that's a big get for Broward County, for the Panthers, and for all of us. Great job getting the All-Star Game here. The second song was The Age of Aquarius by the Fifth Dimension to acknowledge the beginning of February. And for some of us more uh, senior people up here like myself, we remember the, uh, the musical that it was in. Hair, right. Okay, we got proclamations, recognitions. We're gonna do two today. Um, since, why don't we do the first one? Let's do the Black History Month proclamation first. That's gonna be presented by Vice Mayor Lamar Fisher, and it's presented to Pamela Adams, president of the Friends of the African American Research Library and Cultural Center, Marsha Ellison, president of the NAACP Fort Lauderdale Broward, and Allison Grubbs, director of Broward County Libraries. I also would like to um, have uh, Commissioner Alston, if you would join me as well. Hello, everybody. Come on down. Yeah. Mayor, thank you for allowing me to um, present the Black History Month proclamation. Commissioner Alston, if you can kind of stand by here, that would be wonderful. And 
something I did, I did every year as mayor of Pompano Beach, and so I thought it was appropriate for, uh, obviously, for us to continue that tradition. And the proclamation reads as follows. Whereas each year, the month of February has been designated as Black History Month and will be observed and celebrated in our communities. Whereas this observant increases our awareness and knowledge of black history and honors the many leaders and their contributions to our nation. Whereas since 1976, every American president has proclaimed February as Black History Month. Whereas this long month celebration provides us with the opportunity to promote the spirit of unity and embrace the diversity that has strengthened our nation. Whereas the national theme for the celebration of Black History Month in the year 2022, Mayor, listen up, Black Health and Wellness, which fits right into your theme this year. Thank you. Which highlights the importance of black health and wellness and is a reminder that we can only be more prepared and resilient nation when all communities are healthy and strong. Whereas on February the 11th, the African American Research Library and Cultural Center celebrates 20 years with a rededication celebration and opening of a new exhibit at Collector's Duet, the lifelong librarianship of Vivian D. Hewitt and Dorothy Porter Wesley. The library honors African Americans year-round and hosts special events throughout Black History Month. Whereas the Fort Lauderdale Broward NAACP branch was chartered February the 11th in 1945, and the president is Marcia A. Ellison, who was elected in 2004. The Fort Lauderdale Broward NAACP members worked tirelessly eliminating racial injustice throughout our county, Broward. Whereas on the 93rd anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth, let us reflect on his words and vision and consider each of us can do what today to help keep his dream alive. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the board hereby designates February 2022 as Black History Month in Broward County, Florida, Signed by our mayor, Michael Udine. Thank you. I would ask our president in the LACP to say a few words, if you would. Thank you so much, Mayor. <laughs> to the mayor and commission, I greet you this morning in the name of the Fort Lauderdale Broward branch of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People the NAACP. As we move to celebrate our chartering um, on this Friday, February 11th, the National Office will be celebrating also on Saturday 113 years in this fight for freedom. And so we certainly thank you for this proclamation. We uh, recognize that uh, our own Tori Austin is doing a, uh, and will continue to do a good job, but it also is a reminder that we have now but one county commissioner, which lets us know that we still have work to do as it comes to freedom, equity, and inclusion. But we thank you for your continued partnership in this fight for freedom. And to that I say, peace and power. Thank you. Good morning, Mayor, Commission, and Ms. Henry. I want to thank you all on behalf of the Friends of the African American Research Library and Cultural Center for this recognition. At Arlick, we celebrate black history 365 days a year. We see it as an opportunity to inform, 
Bill, and Bill Bridges within Broward County. And we thank you for the support that you have uh, given us over the last 20 years, um, allowing, and allowing us to sustain the, the vision and the mission for Arlick. Thank you. Good morning, Commissioners, Ms. Henry. Thank you so much for recognizing everything that the Libraries Division and Arlick as our flagship library do every day to support black history, black culture, and black achievements um, from the past and now in the present. And I am so excited that we are rededicating our African American Research Library and Cultural Center for its 20th anniversary this week. Thank you very much. Mayor, you want to have a picture? Everybody can kind of join me in the center here? Yeah. Yeah, let's stay up here. <laughs> Tell him not just to go away. <laughs> you want to stand here, Matt? Stay there for one second. Oh, wait, oh, oh, wait. <laughs> one more. <laughs> There's lots of them here. <laughs> we do, but it's just quicker. <laughs> All right, here. One, two, three. Okay. Good. Okay, so now we are going to, I'm going to ask the county administrator to join me in the well as we recognize some longtime employees from Broward County. Mayor, I just want to point out that this is the, she's got, this is uh, the second to last meeting that Bertha is going to be here. Right. And uh, so we should do as much as we can to tease her and to give her a lot of, a lot of stuff. And, I think I stole your summary list. Okay, so he's got another one though. There we go. Alrighty. Thank you. We have employees today celebrating 20, 25, 30, 35 years of service. So we will start with those celebrating 20 years of service. Okay. Max Dedwinis, if I mispronounce your name, please forgive me, but he's in OPC. Yay. Oh my God, it's him? You get to pronounce your name. 
Right. Did you? And you're not taking <laughs> pictures of everybody today. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Thanks, Renee. And I need one right here. Please. Thank you. Max is our man. Yeah. Too young to be 20 years. Yeah. My goodness. And it's all about public uh, communications today because next we have Kimberly Morell. Who's she? John Robert Oriol, and he's with Human Services. All right. All right, all right. Thank you. Congratulations. Linda Smith, and Linda's with Finance and Administrative Services. Jones, Parks uh, and Recreation, Quiet Waters. Popolowski and Marie is with Parks also in the maintenance division. Thomas Dobbs. Thank you, everyone, for what to bargain for. Urban planning, GIS section. Okay, cool. Remake maps. Remake maps. You make more than maps. You guys are the bomb. We do more than maps. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Maybe they're not on the list. Maybe they're not here. Okay. Celebrating uh, 25 years of service. Now, I'm going to just do this because I have a, a stack of individuals 
in here with 20 years, and they're not on my list, but I just want to make sure if they're in the audience, they can come up. Is Paul Black here? Okay. Oh, okay. That's why, that's why you're county administrator. You think of these things when it's not on the list. Um, Thank you. You wouldn't want to miss that. Congratulations. Keisha Rule. Congratulations. Right. Sean Jacobs. Once we get you in transit, you never look <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm on Team Copens. <laughs> All right, so celebrating 25 years of service, beginning with John Barry, and John is with Aviation. Jamila is with Finance and Administrative Services. Yeah, you must sign the paychecks. That's why. Thank you.
charge of that finance department. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be here, Kyle. I'll be over here somewhere, right. but it's all about you yeah. guys. This is our team. Jean Pompey. Parks and Rec. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Okay, celebrating 30 years of service, beginning with Colleen Brooks. <laughs> Aviation Air Ops. He didn't know I was going to call you up with pledge. No. Yeah, you're good. The 30 years went fast. Yes. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen O'Neill and Ellen is with Environmental Protection. Services team is in the house.
Okay, awesome, awesome. Mr. Mayor and Ms. Administrator, I'd like you to stay there for just a second. I'm going to go off script again here tonight or today, and we have an employee in the audience that is retiring next month, but she will no longer be here when we do the next employee recognition, and she's got 45 years of service. At this time, I'm going to jump out of line here. We'll have your certificate next time, but Gail Preston from Parks and Recreation. Holy cow. Gail started with the county when she was two years old. Thank you all. All right. 
Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Hey, you're just taking us into the 20th century. Whatever century. Good. Thank you. 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 Commissioners, you can see employees really like celebrating their tenure. Thank you so much. I'm going to use some of my Commissioner Bogan. Uh, okay. That brings us to the Tuesday morning memo. Latasha Flintroy. Latasha Flintroy, take it away. February 8th, 2022, Tuesday agenda memorandum. The following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 20, public care items are 21 through 29, regular items. Wait, wait, wait one second. Why don't we wait till everybody yeah, leaves? We're going to wait till everyone. We're going to start over. <laughs> Even though you're here 35 years, you can't talk while they're in the meeting. <laughs> Take it away. Tuesday Agenda Memorandum. The following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 20. Public hearing items are 21 through 29. Regular items are 30 through 41. I request the following withdrawals and scrivener error corrections inclusion of additional information. Withdrawals of first substitution, item number 16, withdraw for further staff review. Item number 32, at the request of the sponsoring commissioner, this item is being withdrawn and is expected to be brought back at the March 15, 2022 commission meeting. Item number 33, at the request of the sponsoring commissioner, this item is being withdrawn and is expected to be brought back at the March 15, 2022 commission meeting. Item number 34, at the request of the sponsoring commissioner, this item is being withdrawn. Scrivener's errors. Item number 39 currently reads, A, motion to adopt resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, authorizing the mayor to execute a public transportation grant agreement. PTGA should read a motion to adopt resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, authorizing the mayor to execute an amendment to the Public Transportation Grant Agreement, PTGA. Additional information. Item number 1C, please note the additional material distribu distributed has been withdrawn. Item number two, the board's consideration of this item is based on the replacement exhibit number four that was distributed as additional material. Item number two, signature pages have been received. Item number 33, due to the technical issues in the document image, exhibit one has 
been substituted with the corrected document. The board's consideration of the item will be based upon the substitute exhibit one. Mayor's request without ob objections. Items number 30, 37, and 38 be moved to consent. Additional material regular meeting. Items number 1A through 1B, board appointments. Item number two, replacement exhibit for submitted by Public Works Department. Item 31, proposed substitute motion statement submitted by Commissioner Nan Ranch. Item number 33, substitute exhibit one submitted by Office of the County Attorney. Meeting workshop, meeting workshop notices through February 22nd, 2022. February 15, 2022 at 11.30 a.m. FASD, Purchasing Combination Initial and Final Evaluation Committee Meeting, Governmental Center East, 115 South Andrews Avenue, Room 430, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33301. Thank you so much. We have, I think we have two public polls, right? We have item number 17 and item number 40 that was publicly polled by Mr. Rayner. And item 31. I think 31 but stayed 31's on. 31's already on regular, yes. Right. Those okay. are the only three public speakers we have for the whole day. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with the commission. Commissioner Alston, any polls? Oh, you've already pulled 17. Does that mean the 17? That's pulled, yeah. Yep. Commissioner Bogan. So uh, I, I don't want to stop uh, Michael Rayner if he wants to speak because I was going to, number 31, I spoke to him and, and, uh, and, and, um, and others. And um, so I was going to uh, defer this at his uh, request. And I don't know if I defer it, he can't speak. Let 31's on regular, so it, we don't need to pull it. So we'll, when it. it opens, we'll leave it, and then we'll okay. go from there so we can speak. Okay. Uh, Senator Geller. None, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, sir. Uh, Vice Mayor Fisher. No polls, Mayor. Senator Rich. Five for an abstention. Commissioner Farr. No polls. Thank you. And I know Commissioner Moskowitz is on the phone. Do you have any polls? I'll take that as a no that he has no polls, but he is on the phone, I'm told, per his office. No, um, Mayor. No polls. Thank you. See, he really is on the phone. Um, all right, so with that, I'll accept. If, if Drew, you want to read the uh, new consent agenda? Mr. Mayor, move the approval of the consent agenda to that. Read it, Drew. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Senator Geller. So the consent agenda is items uh, 1 through 20 minus the following items 5 for an abstention. Item 16, which was withdrawn, and item 17, which was pulled, and then adding to that items 30, 37, and 38. I didn't know if we want to do a friendly amendment to 38 to include other commissioners that you want to hold your bags or something going no, to Dubai. All good. Okay. I have a motion by, uh, by Senator Geller. I have a second by Vice Mayor Fisher. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? The consent agenda passes uh, eight to zero. Uh, that brings us to agenda item number five, Senator Rich. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I serve on the board of the Area-Wide Council on Aging, which will be impacted financially uh, if, item, if item number five passes. I do not receive any compensation for serving on this board, and I therefore have no actual statutory voting conflict. However, to avoid the appearance of a conflict, I'm abstaining on item five and ask that it be reflected in the minutes. Okay, Commissioner, uh, Senator Rich is abstaining on five. I'll accept a motion on item number five. I have Second. a motion by... Uh, of uh, Senator second. Geller. I have a second by Commissioner Farr. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed?
Please show that that passes seven to zero with one abstention. Senator Rich abstained. Agenda item number 17. I'm going to open that item. It's a motion to approve recommendations regarding retention, modification, and sunset of certain advisory boards. I will open this to the public and invite the first public member, Mr. Rayner, the only public member, up to speak. <laughs> Sir, you're recognized for three minutes. Good morning, Mayor and Commissioners. Um, just briefly on this one, I wanted to flag um, two things. First, uh, thank you, Commissioner Alston, for actually doing the PBMI, so I, I knew what your concerns may or may not have been. And just to respond to that, um, in, in, the, in the expansion of what we did there was just to make sure we were in, more intentional to make sure that we had uh, more of a diverse board um, and continue to grow and everything. And if there's any other concerns, I'm happy to answer that pertaining to that um, item, which we had a discussion with the county attorney's office um, and um, Marty Cassini's office as well in developing that language. Um, the other thing I just wanted to flag for you on 17 I want to th thank the county for continuing with the declaration of emergency. Um, because of the declaration of emergency, the, the boards are allowed to continue to meet virtually in order to achieve quorum. Without that, we wouldn't. Um, the Human Rights Board and several other boards have many individuals with compromised immune systems or elderly uh, who are fearful still to go out in public and engage in some of these spaces. And so um, if anything should ever change with the state of emergency, I just want to flag for you that um, there needs to be then change in the language through the sunset review of ordinances that to allow boards somehow to continue to meet outside the declaration of emergency uh, in order to achieve quorum. So I just want to make sure that that's flagged for you. Um, and uh, the other thing we discussed at a chair vice chair meeting of the Human Rights Board, which we're discussing on the 14th, was um, to request also that um, in addition to the language changes to the Human Rights uh, section, uh, Human Rights Act for the board, is that we also have the allowance, currently we're, we meet six times a year and we're allowed two special meetings in our advisory capacity. When we conduct uh, and act on our quasi-judicial powers, we can meet as much as needed throughout the year. Um, however, there are times, just like when we get to item 31, um, where we may actually have to have extra meetings. And so in order for us to be able to make sure that we could continue to meet if there could be either uh, another provision added that would allow us to hold as many meetings as necessary when we're working with the commission on bouncing an item back and forth. Otherwise, the ordinance would prohibit us from being able to meet because we would have maxed out a meeting potentially. And we almost did it one year, I think, when we were working on the domestic partnership registry. So I just ask that uh, be mindful of that language. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rayner. Uh, I'm going to open this to the commission on item number 17. I know Commissioner Austin had asked to poll, so I'll recognize him first, and then Senator Geller. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, colleagues. I think you saw, as Mr. Rayner, my friend, uh, referenced, I did uh, put some a question through the PBMI system. So I am very familiar, let me take this off, with the various protected characteristics, both at the federal, state, uh, and local level. Um, and I think, and this may be best for Mr. Rayner, I'm assuming, um, my question is, you know, the term generational. Um, I see that that was included uh, here. I know what age means in terms of protected characteristics, so I'm looking at the attorney, uh, you know, covering those over 40, but I don't understand what generational means and where it's defined. So that's just a question, at least for me, just to understand why that's there. That's point number one, so I don't know who's the appropriate, maybe it's from the board or someone else. I guess I'll recognize the county attorney and he can sure. respond. 
Yes, thank you, Mayor. And Commissioner Alston, you know, this is just a motion to direct drafting at this point. I can think of several ways that generational would, would apply here. I think the intention uh, is just to ensure that there's adequate diversity uh, on the board. We would give it just a common sense meaning. I'm not sure if it, it breaks down along Generation X, Generation Z. Uh, we may not get into that uh, detail, uh, but uh, we'll also speak with Marty Cassini, uh, see what was intended, and we'll make sure whatever comes back uh, uh, addresses the board's priorities, our board's priorities. And if I could just close, Mr. Mayor. Sure. <clears throat> the biggest thing for me is just make sure we define generational. Clearly, I understand what the other protected characteristics are. Uh, so just so I understand kind of what it means, okay. at least for this commissioner. So we're going to make sure that when that comes back that there's a definition and you'll work with Commissioner Alston to give him make sure that information is provided to all of us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sen Senator Geller. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, first a question, then a comment. The question is, uh, as I went through the list, I didn't notice the cultural council appearing here anywhere in the list. Is there a reason? Are they listed separately? I'll recognize a county attorney who's raising his hand and must know the answer. <laughs> it's an uh, excellent deduction, Mayor. Right. <laughs> I would not have raised it to say I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he is a very learned, our very learned counsel. Very funny. Uh, Senator Geller, that is a, uh, a charter-based board, so the sunset review process doesn't expressly cover it. Okay, thank you. And then the second comment, or the brief comment, is this only a motion to direct, so I'm not going to raise any specific questions. I have spoken with the county attorney, and I think there are some legal issues in the way some of this language is drafted, and county attorney has advised me, well, you're right, but it's a motion to direct, so I just want to notify everyone that the language we're going to get back is not likely going to be the exact language you see in front of you, because there are some legal concerns on some of it, which county attorney has advised he will address. Other comments from the board? With that, I'll accept a motion. I have a motion by Vice Mayor Fisher. I have a second by uh, Commissioner Bogan. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Please show that that passes eight to zero. That brings us up to our public hearing items. Um, uh, agenda item number 21, Madam Reading Clerk. The public hearing on item number 21 is now open. Item 21 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate a portion of a 10-foot utility easement and a portion of a 5-foot sidewalk easement lying with track 8 of Airpax Electronics Incorporated plat. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Seeing no one from the public, Move it. I have a motion by Commissioner Bogan. I have a second by Senator Geller on item number 21. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Please show that that passes eight to zero. Agenda item number 22. Item number 22, the public hearing on item number 22 is now open. Item 22 is a motion to adopt resolution granting a renewal of an unexclusive franchise to Norton Lilly International Inc. for a five-year term to provide steamship agent services for Port Everglades. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Move it, Mayor. I have a motion by, it's been, it's been moved by uh, Commissioner Bogan, second by Senator Geller on item number 22. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Please show that item 22 passes 8 to 0. Agenda item number 23. The public hearing item on item number 23 is now open. Item 23 has two parts. The board will consider both parts at the same time, but will vote on the item separately. 
Part A is a motion to enact ordinance amending the county land use plan map PC 21-19 in the city of Hollywood. Part B is a motion to enact ordinance amending the county land use plan text PCT 21-5 establishing the Hollywood Oakwood Activity Center in the city of Hollywood. No members of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Mayor move part A. Unless we're voting on both of them at the same time. No, we're going to do them separately. No one from the public. We have part A back to the board. Second. I have a motion by Commissioner Bogan, second by Commissioner Furr on part A. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Please show that part A passes eight to zero. Part B. Motion to approve. I have a motion by Commissioner second. Furr, second by uh, Commissioner Bogan. All in favor signify by saying aye on part B. Aye. 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 That, that passes eight to zero. Thank you, Senator Geller. I appreciate that. Agenda item number 24. The public hearing on item 24 is now open. Item 24 is a motion to enact ordinance adopting a small scale amendment to the county land use plan map PC 22-1 in the city of Pember Pines. No member of the public has signed up to speak no. on this item. I have a motion by Commissioner Bogan. I have a second by Senator Geller on agenda item number 24. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Agenda 24 passes eight to zero. Agenda item number 25. The public, the public hearing on item number 25 is now open. Item 25 is a motion to enact ordinance adopting a small scale amendment to the county land use plan map PC 22-2 in the city of Deerfield Beach. No member of the public has signed up to speak Move on this it. item. I have a motion by Commissioner Bogan, who's a very good Jeopardy player, like he hits the button like perfectly timed. <laughs> Commissioner Bogan moves it, second by Senator Rich, who was trying, put her hand on to hit it, but Bogan beat her to it. All in favor on agenda item number 25, signify by saying aye. Aye. Show that that, uh, opposed, none. Show that that passes eight to zero. Agenda item number 26. The public hearing on item number 26 is now open. Item 26, the motion to enact ordinance adoption of small scale amendment to the county land use plan map PC 22-3 in the city of Plantation. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. That's Senator Rich's district. I'm waiting for Senator Rich. Oh, it is? Okay. Not anymore. Okay, I have a motion by Senator Geller. I have a second by Senator Rich, all in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Please. Vote yes at the Planning Council. So I saw that, so I know that we're good there. So please show that that passes uh, uh, eight to zero. That brings us to agenda item number 27. The public hearing on item number 27 is now open. Item 27 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to the cone of silence, repealing and replacing section 1-266 of the County Code of Ordinances. <laughs> No member of the public has signed to speak on this item. That's too early, too early. Bogan is knocked out and he loses points. Continue reading, Madam Reading Clerk, until you're finished. No member uh, of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Thank you, Madam Reading Clerk. I will accept a motion on agenda item number 27. Thank you. Vice Mayor Fisher moves the item and uh, Commissioner Alston seconds item number 22nd. Uh, 27. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Please show that that passes eight to zero with no one opposed. Agenda item number 28, Madam Reading Clerk. The public hearing on item number 28, it's now open. Item 28 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to the Broward County Procurement Code, amending various sections of chapter 21 of the County Administrative Code. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. So move, Mayor. 
Thank you. I have no one from the public that signed up to speak. Agenda item number 28 is back to the board and it's been moved by Commissioner Alston. Is there, there's a second by uh, Commissioner Furr. All in favor of item number 28 signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, please show that that passes eight to zero. Agenda item number 29. Agenda item number 29. Wait, I have a different script for that one. Hold on a second. We are now on item 29, which is our final public hearing item and a quasi-judicial public hearing. Is there any member of the public here to speak on this item? Seeing none, the public hearing is now closed. Does any commissioner wish to speak on this item? Yes, Mayor. I just want to ask my fellow commissioner, Fisher, um, if he's good with this. I am very good with it. Thank okay. you, Mayor. Thank you. Okay, if not, I, okay, so now we've opened to the public, we've opened to the commission. I will entertain a motion based on the documentation contained on, in the agenda item. I have a motion by Senator Geller. I have a second by Commissioner Bogan, a timely made second. All in favor on agenda item number 29, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, agenda item number 29 passes eight to zero. That brings us 30, um, was pulled, right? That's where I, agenda item number 31. Third. That's my item, Mayor. Commissioner Bogan. So just to make sure everybody's on the same page, um, I, I learned as practicing law that um, there's, there's somebody out there, or maybe more than somebody out there, abusing the law. And, and what they're doing is uh, they're, they're making money in legal fees by catching apartment buildings, uh, so an apartment owner that, um, that says they won't take Section 8 vouchers, even though they have no Section 8 vouchers, even though they have no intent to use Section 8 vouchers, um, these people are suing um, and, and basically holding the owners up for ransom. Um, I put a, uh, an agenda item together a couple months ago, whatever it was, and, um, and then I spoke to Michael Rayner. Thank you, Michael Rayner. Uh, you're going to come up and speak, but he pointed out and got me on the phone with, um, I you'll tell me her name, and uh, from Fair Housing, and, and basically pointed out the issues of what I need to look at more. So um, I'm, I'm going to defer the, let him come up and speak, and then afterwards I would defer the item uh, and wait to see what else is uh, needed from the uh, Consumer Rights Board. You know, the I'm going to wreck it if, if, if Mr. Rayner, you're recognized to speak for Mayor, three minutes. Mayor, as he comes up, I don't know if okay. Commissioner Bogan wanted to have a friendly amendment for Senator Riches or not. I don't know. Well, I told last time, I said to, um, I said to all the commissioners that I was going to talk to Mr. Rayner. Mr. Rayner suggested in my conversation that I go before the Human Rights Board. So I agree with him after learning what was uh, deficient in what I was doing. And so um, absolutely going to... Uh, before it comes back to us, it's definitely going before the Human Rights Board. There's a meeting set with this as agenda item on the meeting. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll recognize Senator Rich and then I'll mm -hmm. go to. So Mr. that's really what I wanted to accomplish. So as long as this is deferred, you know, to give the Human Rights Board the opportunity and any of the other stakeholders that come to that meeting, then I'm fine with it because, as you said, the first, you know, at first blush, this kind of hurt. Uh, some people that are legitimate testers out there, and we just want to make sure yes. that we're not hurting anybody who's really doing a good job and what they're supposed yes, to be doing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. I'm good. I'll, I'll withdraw this. Is there anybody up here that doesn't want to send this to the Human Rights Board? <laughs> Seeing none, Mr. Rayner, you now have the uh, 
floor for three minutes. Good morning again, Mayor and Commissioners, and thank you, Commissioner Bogan, for the time uh, that you spent with uh, uh, Hope Fair Housing and myself, myself on a Zoom uh, meeting. Um, the issue is rather complex, and um, you know, I think nobody supports somebody building a cottage industry out of just making lawsuits just to profit. Um, if it's not going to create that change that we need uh, to root out discrimination, then it's not really helping anybody. Um, in, in the case that a commissioner is referencing, uh, that, that organization, which I'm not going to name, has, um, I think, 11 cases in Broward regarding source of income, and in Miami-Dade has another 24 um, of source of income, and then additionally, some others that relate to um, criminal background check. And I think where we have to be careful is we might address the solution uh, that, that Commissioner Bogan's presenting, but it's not going to do anything to address somebody still suing for the criminal background check issue. So we're creating even a greater equity during a housing crisis and more of a problem uh, to prove intent and everything. It just makes it more challenging on people who are using public assistance programs who are often, uh, there's a disparate impact there. And we have to be very careful of that, um, especially here in Broward County. And so we're going to look at the issue on the 14th. We have our next Human Rights Board meeting. We're also meeting again in March. Um, so if we don't have the answer in February, it might be sometime in March. So I would ask that it be deferred until, like, until March at some point, which gives us time to prepare a proper response to you and go over some of that information. But um, I don't know what the solution is. I know that one of the things that was discussed is Hope Fair Housing uh, is going to work on putting together a CLE so that attorneys can learn how to properly fight these cases and actually challenge them and stand up to them rather than settling for $5,000 and just paying for them to go away and make money off of it. And so I think there has to be eventually a, you know, a battle in court to prove that these people who are basically ambulance chasers, uh, that this is not acceptable to abuse the county's Human Rights Act uh, to make money off of. Um, they're intended to protect people and to make sure we're putting more people in housing. Mayor, may I ask? As soon as you're done with your yeah, comments. Uh, and one last thing. And one of the other items maybe also as we move you know, into a budget cycle is also perhaps looking at the human rights section's budget to um, make sure that there's education and outreach funded, a position in there, so that this can get out there um, and have somebody doing that work, which currently the section is unable to do uh, because of its staffing levels. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, sir. No, I want to ask one okay. question. I'm going to recognize Commissioner Bogan, and then I have Commissioner Farah and McHugh. So I, I want to just suggest one thing for consideration yeah. when you talk to the Human Rights Board. Um, besides what I'm proposing, where you have to have vouchers in hand and the intent to rent, or you are a designated tester from HUD, or designated tester from a, B, C, and D. I think if we define and give latitude to, you know, like, like the, the tester that you, the, comp, the, the association, I'm sorry, the name that you had me on the phone with? Hope Fair Housing. Hope Fair Housing. So let's say they are recognized by Broward County. I'm just being, so any designated tester that wants to be a designated tester recognized by Broward County or HUD. So that way you, I think you can, you can farm out those that are abusing it, because those who are abusing it would never get recognized by like Broward or, or by HUD. So that's all, something to that effect I was hoping you'd consider as a solution. Right, and Mayor Mayor? Sure. Uh, just quickly, I think one of the other challenging things here is, you know, uh, sources of income, the conversation right now is focused on vouchers, but source of income can relate to many things. For instance, for people living with HIV AIDS, 
they'll use the HOPWA program that's managed through the city of Fort Lauderdale. And they have five different types of programs. Um, some of the veterans assistance programs that the counties work through Mission United and other things. So we have to actually make sure that do people actually have the ability to have a voucher in hand while they're looking for housing, or does it require them to find housing and then they can secure the voucher? We have to find out you know, whether it's the chicken or the egg first as well. So we're gonna be looking at some of that stuff okay. with having a closer look at um, the different sources of income. I know that Section 8 voucher has become the big thing, but unfortunately, um, it's more of a culture thing, it's more of an education too. A lot of these apartments and property management companies, they actually need to follow the law and learn that if the apartment rents for $3,000 and a person has a voucher for $1,500, well, they don't, they're not gonna have enough income anyways to probably qualify for that as it was explained by Hope Fair Housing. So in a lot of cases, they, these companies are not, these property management companies aren't properly screening when the calls are coming in and they're just saying no vouchers because they don't wanna be bothered with them. And I think so some of that's gonna be training on the outside you know, to the property owners. Okay, and, and then maybe even the idea of having vouchers in hand might go away and just recognize who, who our testers are. You know what I'm saying? And, but anyway, I'd yeah, love okay. to, to try to explore a solution. We're committed to looking, it's very complex and we're, yeah. we're committed to looking at it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Commissioner Farr, and then Senator Rich. Thank you, uh, this is a complex issue, but there is a flip side that I think we, I want us to be cognizant of. There are neighborhoods that are very transient and sometimes have a lot of crime in them. And many of those neighborhoods ask the landlords to be even handed about who they're, who they're renting to. And they're asking their, the landlords there, please be careful who you're renting to because the crimes are, has, has, you know, there's, there's levels of crime. So they are asking, they have to do it with fair housing. They have to do it even handed all the way across. But they may, be, they may be strict in who they're asking because they're trying not to get drug dealers in the neighborhood. They're trying, to, they're trying to get a safer neighborhood. So I just want us to make sure we're cognizant of that because that is, you know, that's, that is, you know, if you're doing fair housing, you gotta, whatever you say that you're asking for, you gotta do it across the board. But there are neighborhoods that, that are looking to try to make their, their neighborhoods safer. So let's bear that in mind while we're doing all this. Thank you. Senator Rich. Thank you, and I just want to uh, you know, remind everybody, and maybe you'll make sure that you check on this, that we did pass uh, an ordinance in, I believe it was 2017, expanding uh, exactly these areas, some of this domestic violence, uh, veterans, whatever, I don't have the exact ordinance in front of me, but I think you know, that uh, we need to make sure that we, <laughs> that we make sure that the things we already have are part of the package you know, that you're bringing back and making sure that we're protecting those people. Thank, Thank you. you, Senator Rich. Are there any other comments from the board? And then, if not, Commissioner Bogan was making a motion to defer. Yes, making a motion to defer to, uh, let's just, we'll put it on for our meeting in mid-March, and if we're not ready, we'll put, defer it again. Um, that's fine, but do we have to actually have a date that it's going to go on, or can it be deferred indefinitely till it's ready to come back? I, at your pleasure, however yeah. you want to do it, but if there's not a time for them to meet with the... No, number. he said there is. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, uh, like there was a parking garage, I just put it on there, okay. but I'd forget. Um, huh? All right, so I have a motion to defer until March, and we'll revisit then by Commissioner Bogan. Second by uh, Senator Rich. All in favor signify by saying aye on the deferral. Aye. Aye, aye. aye on the, the deferral. <laughs> Opposed? Show that that passes eight to uh, zero. That brings us. 
Yeah. That brings us to agenda item number 39. Why did I have 30 to 33? 33. Commissioner Ryan, we already read in the Monday night memo that it was being deferred at the request of the commissioner that put it on there. So 33 was deferred by Commissioner Ryan, so we can't bring it back right now because we already put that into the original minutes of the meeting. So that brings us to 39. Agenda item number 39 is a motion to discuss the appointment to fill the vacancy on the Pompano Beach Residential District Advisory Board. That's brought on by Commissioner Bogan. Thank you, Mayor. Um, as we know that uh, uh, three commissioners are on this, I chair the board uh, along with um, uh, our vice mayor, uh, Fisher, and uh, Barbara Sharif was on it. And so since she's no longer here, um, I'd like to uh, fill that seat and uh, see if uh, Commissioner Alston would like to, uh, to uh, take that uh, vacancy, if that's possible. So I have a motion um, by... Okay, so a motion by, we, it's a motion to discuss, but we can do this in a motion right now on something like this. I have a motion by Commissioner Bogan to appoint Commissioner Alston to the Pompano Residential Advisory Board. It's seconded by Commissioner Fisher. Uh, so we have a proper motion in a second. I'll recognize Senator Geller. Assuming, assuming he wants to do it. <laughs> I was going to respond, yes. Well, we weren't giving you the chance. We were kind of just putting you on there whether you responded yes or not. But i got to make sure he wants it. Yeah. So. Okay. So, no, um, so we have a motion in a second. All in favor of appointing Commissioner Alston to the Pompano Residential District Advisory Board signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that passes 8 to 0. That brings us Thank to... You, Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you. Agenda item number 40. Uh, this is a uh, uh, county ordinance relating to the prohibit, pro prohibiting the willful and malicious defacement of property. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm recognizing Senator Rich, okay. who has brought this forward to, for our okay. consideration. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, you probably don't wonder why I brought it forward since we are having uh, a lot of issues, not only in our community, but around the state, uh, Orlando most recently, and, uh, and also around the country with regard to hate and discrimination, anti-Semitism, racism. And in, in, um, in um, discussing this with uh, the county attorney, we, he was able to research some uh, stat uh, an ordinance that actually exists in the city of Miami uh, relating to this. Um, uh, and this is really just an opportunity, I would hope, for us to discuss this and, um, the, the, uh, and, and do a motion to direct uh, the county attorney to develop an ordinance and bring it back to us relating to prohibiting the willful and malicious defacement of property, um, directing the count, office of the county attorney to analyze this issue and draft a proposed ordinance for the uh, board's subsequent consideration. And I just want to mention the city of Miami, I believe, Drew, I was looking, I think it's 2005, maybe it goes back to this ordinance uh, that they have. Um, and um, the, the paragraph that really kind of stood out for me was, and not that we have to say it exactly this way, but I want to just, you know, let people know the kind of wording that is in this one. It says, notwithstanding any city code provision to the contrary, no person shall intentionally deface without authorization of the owner or tenant any private or public premises or property primarily used for religious, educational, residential, memorial, recreational, charitable, cemetery, or utilitarian purposes, 
or for assembly by persons of a particular race, color, creed, or religion by placing material thereon, including symbols, objects, caricatures, and appellation, a burning cross or a Nazi swastika, or graffiti thereby exposing or attending to expose another to risk of violence, contempt, or hatred on the basis of race, color, creed, or religion. And the, um, the, um, there's a subsection that talks about this state statute 806.13, which talks about uh, penalties, misdemeanor, and ultimately after mul multiple incidences could go to a, a felony. But uh, anyway, that's uh, pretty much the, you know, the gist of it. And I'm hoping that you all su would support uh, moving this to ha uh, giving a, a motion to direct to, for the county attorney's office to develop a, a proposed ordinance. Thank you, Senator Rich. I'm going to recognize Senator Geller and Commissioner Bogan. But first, there's a member of the public. So I'm going to recognize a member of the public. Um, state your name for the record. And then you're given three minutes to speak. A long time no see. Uh, <laughs> Michael Rayner, Vice Chair of the Human Rights Board. Um, I want to thank Senator Rich for bringing this forward. Uh, the Human Rights Board actually at our December meeting, uh, we didn't meet in January. Um, I actually came down with COVID and um, I was working on all the documents for our meeting, so we postponed things. Um, and I recovered, thankfully. But uh, we were having a discussion. One of our members, David Barkey, who works for the ADL, um, they're actually working on a local hate crimes ordinance. Um, we didn't have the details of it, but in December he was talking about coming to a future meeting of ours uh, prepared to discuss it. We were hoping to have it on our agenda for this coming Monday, the 14th. Unfortunately, he's in the hospital right now uh, and had undergone surgery, so um, it's not an item we're going to discuss. So I don't know the parameters of what the ADL has been advocating for, but I would recommend the senator um, also loop them in. Because uh, they may have something that even expands beyond just uh, criminal mischief to property, basically, um, based on hate. But I would also add that, um, that the protected classes be expanded. I know, like, if you think back to the Rainbow Crosswalk in Delray Beach, that was just uh, torn apart. Um, I don't know, you know, gender is not a protected class in the state uh, for hate crimes. So I would look at, you know, perhaps um, where you have Planned Parenthood locations could have something done to them. Um, and I, this is just thinking off the top of my head, but even we have a gay and lesbian community center here um, and, you know, the sexual orientation is covered under the state hate crimes, but not gender identity. Um, also, uh, different disability groups are, would actually not be covered under the current state, crime, current state crimes law, which is why the ADL and um, representatives, uh, Joe Geller has been trying to amend and expand the disabilities character uh, character, uh, protected uh, class in uh, that uh, law. So I would just ask that some be built out with that. And we hope to um, discuss it maybe in our March meeting. I don't know how quick this is going to be coming about. But um, any input, I'll share it with you, Senator. Thank you, Mr. Rayner. I'm now going to recognize, in the order I have, Senator Geller and then Commissioner Bogan. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, County Attorney, I strongly agree with the intent of what Senator Rich wants to do. Just want to make sure I, I don't see any legal impediments to this. Are there any that I might have missed? No, we think we can navigate it. Uh, obviously, we need to uh, be mindful of the First Amendment issues that are brought up, and uh, we'll be careful in our drafting, and we'll also uh, speak with Mr. Rayner and see what, what develops and what else he can provide. But, uh, yeah, we think we can do something. Excellent. Thank you. Commissioner Bogan. 
absolutely support this, but I just was shocked that don't we have something that um, criminalizes somebody defacing property or putting hate messages on property? Uh, we we've looked and we don't believe we have one. Wow, that's uh, incredible. My, my, we when I when Senator Rich initially asked this question, uh, I uh, internally thought that Miami Dade had one, and actually it informed okay. Senator Rich that. Miami Day did. In fact, it's just city of Miami. So there may be little pieces of, of ordinances and areas that may touch upon it, but we're not aware of any comprehensive. I'll, I'll move it. Well, I'm going to let Senator Rich move it as she brought the item. So Senator Rich okay, has I'll moved second it. it. It's been seconded by uh, Commissioner Bogan. All in favor? Uh, nobody else wants to speak? All in favor I'll, signify? I'll, uh, Commissioner Alston. Ten seconds. Thank you, Mayor. Senator, great item. I think Mr. Rayner articulated my recommendation uh, perfectly just to consider expanding those characteristics, okay? Yep. I have a motion by Senator Rich. I have a second by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Please show that that passes eight to zero. That brings us to uh, supplemental agenda item number, uh, last one, the second supplemental, number 41, which is a delegation request by Chris Nelson, um, who is speaking by phone. So AT&T operator, open the phone for Chris Nelson, and he'll be given three minutes to respectfully and politely address the commission with his delegation request. Their line is open. Yes, Mayor Eugene, and I notice you uh, always say respectfully, and how have I ever been anything but respectful? I'm so glad that you uh, put this item on the agenda. Uh, the process was very smooth for getting my delegation request through, and I uh, thank you for that. Thank you for uh, repealing the mask mandate in the county buildings again. And uh, I'm just wondering, you know, I'm, I'm communicating by phone right now but uh, because I'm on a job site, but I would be in there maskless, shaking everybody's hand right now if I could be. And what I'm wondering about this, first of all, I hope this applies to employees because I have been talking to employees of the county. What is so wrong with giving them a choice? I thought you guys were all pro-choice. Give them a choice about wearing a mask or not. Now, tying this in with the emergency order that Ms. Henry, the county administrator, has signed for the past 742 days, Broward County has been under a state of emergency. I look around, where's the emergency? What is the basis for having this go on? She signed it for the 106th straight week in a row. And I just want to remind people, because I know Ms. Henry's retiring. This is nothing personal against her, because the next person coming in, this will apply to as well. But I just want to remind everybody of the damage that was caused by this order, the arresting of people for operating their gym. And I want to talk about a specific story uh, at a recovery meeting where county code enforcement came in and actually was taking pictures of people's license plates at a recovery meeting and actually fined the people for the recovery meeting. So I just want to point that out when you guys are congratulating each other for saving all these lives in 2020, the amount of people that died of overdoses because they couldn't get to a recovery meeting. Now, uh, I talked to the county attorney. He was very good at getting back to me and uh, disagreed with me on that I believe this violates um, SB 2006 on the expiration and extension of emergency orders. An emergency order automatically expires seven days after issuance, but may be extended by a majority vote of the governing body. 
None of you guys vote on this. And when we come to you and we say, like, remove the mask mandate, you're the mayor, you're our commissioner, we elected you. You guys say, well, we don't do that. It's, it's uh, Bertha Henry. Well, who's Bertha Henry? Who elected her? I didn't even know who any of you guys are until a notice was put up that my swimming pool was shut down by somebody named Bertha Henry. So, you know, I'm looking at this, and uh, it says that it can be um, extended for a total of 42 days. Now, the county attorney says this is an emergency declaration, and it doesn't apply to this. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. What I'm asking today is, will you please, if the mask mandate can go away, then so can the emergency order. Let's end this emergency order, and let's bring democracy back, and let's bring the power back into the hands of the people that we elected. Thank you very much, Mr. Nelson. We appreciate your delegation request. Um, that brings us to the end of our agenda, and that brings us to non-agenda items, and I will start with Commissioner Alston. Thank you, Mayor. I'll just say great things are continuing to happen in District 9. Uh, I believe uh, now the largest county commission district, I think, uh, as a result of redistricting just slightly uh, by population. Uh, I want to take this time to promote the upcoming Tea Time with Tory, a virtual conversation with your county commissioner. Uh, virtually on Friday, February 25th at 9 a.m. virtually. So please be on the lookout for the information. Also, if there are any businesses, including small minority and veteran businesses uh, who need technical assistance or guidance in doing business with Broward County, please reach out to our office. And of course, we'll happy facilitate uh, those conversations with county staff. Mayor, look forward to now serving on several uh, boards. Thank you, Commission. Thank you, Commissioner uh, Bogan, uh, for the initial uh, suggestion and appointment. Thank you, Mayor and colleagues. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Bogan. I'll defer to uh, my fellow commissioner. Co to Commissioner Ryan? Okay, good. Co Senator Geller. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Um, had a several hour meeting yesterday with uh, Cindy Mike McDonald, Kevin Gallagher, and our new film commissioner, Cindy Leitner. And um, film is proceeding apace in Broward. Good things are happening there. And uh, uh, um, that's in Broward and Tallahassee. Very little good is happening because they are, for reasons I simply don't understand, intent on, still intent on taking away all local government powers. The same elected officials that tell Washington that um, please don't pass federal legislation because what works in New York doesn't work in North Dakota, insist that what works in Bradford County population 27,000 also works in Broward County population approximately 2 million. And I just am at a loss to understand why they continue to trample upon local government. Thank you, Senator. Vice Mayor Fisher. Thank you, Mayor. I um, just want to, first of all, congratulate my dear friend, Pompano Beach Fire Rescue Marshal Pete McGinnis. He was awarded the 2021 Fire Marshal of the Year Award by the Florida Fire Chiefs Association. And uh, Chief McGinnis, he also was instrumental in the success of the vaccination point of distribution for the Pompano City Center, among many other accomplishments that Commissioner Bogan and I worked hard to get that done on. So thank you, Commissioner, for your work there, too. Uh, second is Naturescape Emerald Award winners. Uh, three of them were in District 4. Congratulations to all, obviously, the winners, especially Claire Bergen and Mario Rios from Wilton Manors in District 4 for winning the residential awards. 
and the Harbordale Civic Association of Fort Lauderdale for winning the Special Achievement Award. Now, this past weekend, I attended the home dedication of five homeowners at the Rick Case Habitat community. I want to thank Habitat for Manti. They are um, just off the charts incredible. And uh, what was really a special day, Bertha, was uh, we dedicated a home to the McNeil family. Antonio McNeil works for Broward County. And so he was there with his family, and it was just nice to be part of, of seeing our own uh, participate in a program to have a beautiful home for their children uh, and his wife. So then kudos again uh, to Commissioner Bogan for recognizing uh, Rita Case. Again, their family is just continues to give, 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 along with Channel 7, and they sponsor homes. It costs about $100,000 to sponsor homes. So Channel 7 sponsored two. Uh, the Case family sponsored the other two, and the Rainey was uh, uh, Robert's family. He was actually, Robert Taylor has dedicated 30 homes within that 76-home community in Pompano Beach. So if it's not without those wonderful donations and those wonderful families that give, it couldn't make possibly for home ownership for our families in Broward County. And last but not least, I want to congratulate the Voyager Condominium of Pompano Beach. Uh, we celebrated their 40th anniversary this past weekend. Sad part about it is I remember when that was being built. So anyway, thank you, Mayor. Senator Rich. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, I did know what my, uh, my colleague, uh, Senator Geller, said about the legislature. It's um, pretty distressing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess those of us who have served still get all kinds of um, mailings from uh, different organizations and advocacy groups, and it's just every night when I go home and read it, it just um, just you know tears me apart to see the destruction of so many things that were put in place. Uh, and when I look at the the the, the, the public schools, and um, going back now to try and take two hundred thousand dollars away from those that required mask mandates to protect their children and their teachers. Uh, and this whole issue about uh, about race and not teaching uh, uh, history in schools it, it's just um, you know it's kind of just hard to believe so whatever it's just a lot of trampling on uh, you know a lot of things that we uh, we worked hard to put in place in this state so elections have consequences I guess that's the the answer so we'll be looking at that starting in 20 well for the 22 elections. Anyway, I, I just want to uh, uh, say that my staff and I went out to uh, visit the uh, shelter, the animal shelter, uh, this past week. And um, I just want to say, because I know everybody gets different emails from people that are talking about, you know, uh, very unkind, hateful things and bad things that are happening at the shelter. And I have to say, uh, we spent a lot of time, probably two hours and 45 minutes, I think we were out there. Uh, Lenny came out uh, as well. I appreciate that very much too. And uh, uh, I, I just uh, want to say that the the, the um, leadership team there now, Emily Wood, who's the director, and 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 the team of people that are working there are so committed and dedicated to what they're doing. Um, as a new a new woman was there, she's just been there since December. She said, "I just love my job. I love this place. I love coming to work every day." The new vets that we have, relatively new vets, one young woman who is uh, in charge of our new clinic services, that's our low-cost uh, clinic, which is now open for medical treatment, for uh, uh, rabies shots, for spay-neuter. Um, it's just, you know, it's just wonderful. 
and um, uh, and just there are just um, a lot of uh, kind of exciting things happening there. You know, nothing is perfect anywhere, so we're always trying to improve on what we have done. But I think, uh, and and I think one of the big things is that we we now don't have 300 and some odd animals, dogs and cats in the shelter. The shelter can't hold that many animals. And what the new, the new leadership is focusing on is what Maddie's from University of Florida and best friends, when they came in to talk to us and, and review what we were doing, was not to remain a, a shelter-centric community, but to be a community-centric shelter, where you go out and you, you do adoptions, you help people keep animals in their homes who might be having trouble, who need almost like, like children, when, when you have a, a, a you know, a, a a foster child or something, and, and you, you you need assistance, you need support. Well, that's people who have adopted dogs and cats need the same thing, and that's kind of what they're getting, uh, that kind of assistance. So I, I just have to say, you know, we saw uh, animals there that are being assisted. The vets are amazing. One, one dog, Ladybug, came in. She was brought in. She had been three days on the street in labor. Uh, unfortunately, after hours of trying and CPR, they couldn't save the puppies, but the dog was doing great and was, you know, in a kind of a little blanketed area with one of the uh, staff who uh, was really kind of helping to nurse her back to health. And a little kitten who was blind, had surgery, is already is waiting to recover from the surgery, is already adopted. I mean, so many good things. So I just, I, I just feel like it's so important, um, and Lenny did say, and I'm so thrilled that we are going to do a lot more communication, newsletter, letting the public know what's going on there that's good, because there are so many good things. And then we will still keep working on the things that need to be fixed. But I just wanted to say what a, what a good job they're doing, and I um, appreciated the opportunity of experiencing it. Experiencing it. Experience. Thank you, Senator Rich. Have a great day tomorrow. S Commissioner Farr. I can, yeah, happy birthday tomorrow. Um, on that same line, there are, we, I think all of us have gotten a couple of emails uh, talking about the vouchers for TNR, and there seems to be like a limited amount of them. And I know that we talked about, you know, I mean, that's your looking into the future. That's how you kind of keep the population down by having a lot of TNRs. But for whatever reason, we seem to, they seem to be running out very quickly. It's almost like they're, you know, you're trying to get a, a concert ticket, and it's like only the first few people get it. And so I'm not sure what the economics are of that or why, and, and, and we don't have to talk about it right now, but um, I would like to know why we're lim why it's so limited. Because it does seem to be, um, for, all, for all those people that are trying to get this done, that we're, we're getting constant emails, you've already run out and it's the middle of the month. So I guess I, I'd like to know, and I imagine all of us would know, uh, you know why, why that is. Um, second, I think you are, everybody got an email showing that on the Solid Waste Working Group, we actually this morning, as of last night, we are over 90%, so it's a go. Uh, I actually think we're going to get to 100%. I'm kind of amazed. <laughs> but we're, I think we're actually getting, I think Pompano is the only large city that hasn't, they haven't had their meeting yet. So. Yeah, it's on the agenda. It's on the agenda. But I think that the, the, the last large one, yeah, so. Uh, I think this bodes well. This was the this was the easy lift. The, the bigger lift is the next part, but the ILA is um, is essentially written. So we the, following this will be uh, the ILA going out to all the cities. 
Uh, and I do want to thank Bertha. You've done a fantastic job with this. Kevin, who has been helping shepherd this. And uh, this, this was like done on a very tight uh, time scale. And the fact that the cities were able to do this within uh, a month is, is a testament to all of them, as well as us, and pulling it all together. So that was great. Um, this, uh, on the 18th of uh, this month, I'll be speaking over at the Broward Center of Performing Arts um, with the Broward Workshop, dealing with the transportation and the commuter rail issue. I know our mayor just had a big uh, session with um, Jerry O'Reilly and Greg Stewart and uh, Dean Trantellis. I'm sure that, I'm sure we maybe we'll hear about that in a minute. Um, but I do think we have not had a chance to be discussing this, and we need to. These are some huge issues, a lot of big things on the table. And, you know, it's all in the air, but it's, we have not, not had a chance to kind of start to go into depth on this. And we need to. Um, we, need to, we need to be having those discussions uh, because I think there's going to be, there's lots of options. It's not just tunnel or bridge. There's lots of, there's many things that are in play here. So, and I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know if we're talking on the, I know we were going to be discussing things on the 22nd. And, and maybe we're not going to, maybe we're not going to be voting on that, but I do think it may be a good time to go ahead and, and have some of the discussion. Um, so I'm hoping that's, that's still in play. Um, I do want to uh, congratulate all the nominees for the Teachers of the Year. Um, Esther Charles of Sher Sheridan Technical, uh, Elizabeth Fahey of New River Middle, Brandon Forbes of Hollando High School, Jeannie Crouch of Westchester Elementary, and Seema, Seema Nike of Eagle Ridge Elementary. I know they've already, I think they've already picked which one, but I'm just going to, I wanted to announce all of them anyway. Um, and then yesterday, I, I, do, I just want to congratulate all of them all the nominees for Teacher of the Year. They're all, they're all good. Uh, and all the teachers in general. Um, I was uh, asked to be on a, uh, uh, to, to visit a thing with the Friends of the uh, Sterling Road Library. And they did a fantastic thing, which I'm, I'm just gonna say so the other Friends of the Libraries hear it. They actually did a, had a call for artists. And then they did like a Zoom call and all these artists, I think they had 10, got to present their works to, and they had a whole bunch of people on this. So it was almost like doing a museum tour on Zoom with all the artists in the area. And it was great. I mean, for the artists, it was great. They got the exposure for, the, for all the friends of the library. They got a chance to uh, do it. And I just want to say, what are, for other friends groups, it's a, it's a great way to bring things to, to, uh, uh, to the community. I also want to uh, mention that they are looking to find out when they are going to be able to open up the library on Sunday again. Uh, they've been, because it, it was closed after COVID, that whole group is looking forward to having it open again on Sunday. So as soon as possible, uh, if we can do that, that would be great. Um, and then last, um, when I was in Tallahassee last time, I saw a lot of bus stops that were, everyone, uh, and it's right around the Capitol, and, if, and for those who have just been there recently, you see that they're all kind of unique. In other words, they were done by, um, I think, it, probably a lot of artists, um, designed each one, and it makes for, it makes a really nice look, as opposed to our kind of standard, you know, it's easy, and I know it's, and I, I'm sure it's probably a little bit more expensive. But part of our surtax is, we, I think we still have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bus stops to be building throughout the county. 
Um, I, I would like to just see if, there, if there's any appetite or consideration of trying to make them a little bit more interesting, desirable for the communities that they're in, make them a little bit more unique, um, and then start to have that same kind of look. Because it, it, it does make Tallahassee look, look better. Um, I, I know there's just still a lot of places that we, there's not even a bus stop. There's not even a, a covering. So we still got a lot of uh, time to do that. And just something to throw out there, and I think it would be, it could make, a, make uh, for those people that are waiting for the bus for a long time, just a little bit more enjoyable experience. And I think that's all. And uh, Mayor, very good getting this thing over in less than an hour. Nice job. I know. I, I, Cause, I, cause I took that, all that extra he time. He didn't do enough damage today. Bogan said he wants enough. <laughs> no, no, I just want to say, you know, um, Commissioner Fur and I have been here, it's going on eight years now. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever had a meeting done in this short of a time. I mean, it's 1130. I mean, it's a, the shortest meeting I'm not, I haven't ever. done my comments yet. And ever. Maybe Dale will call in for comments. <laughs> um, is Commissioner... Uh, I, I just wanted to congratulate Commissioner Furr on the great job he's done on the uh, leading the uh, solid waste issue. Thank you. Is Commissioner Moss, I know he was, he was, the timing might not work, and maybe we'll have to wait till next meeting for his comments, but if he's there, I want to give him the chance, if he's still there. Okay. I know that he had pre, something with Leah's grandmother, so he had to be out of town that was pre-planned prior to the appointment, so... I just wanted to recognize that. All right, with that said, my comments are, and I'm going to be very quick, I'm told by Monica, and I do what she tells me on a lot of this stuff with scheduling, during Mayor's remarks, mention workshop at lunchtime on the living wage on February 22nd. So we are going to have a workshop on February 22nd in with our regular meeting. February 15th, we're also having a workshop on a couple different items. Those, those schedules will come out, but I did want to mention that while we meet on the 22nd, we are going to have a workshop. Second, and Commissioner Furr mentioned it, and I just want to mention a little of it because it was in all the papers. I want to thank county administration, and I want to encourage everybody up here. I don't know if the, what the schedules are like. Make sure that they all get the bridge and tunnel briefing, the real detailed one with you know, the 10 people on Zoom and, and all the different experts. I spent a, an hour there before I did the event at the um, Tower Club with uh, Mayor Trentalis and Jerry O'Reilly and, um, and Greg Stewart. And I, and I have to tell you, it was really, I was really glad that I spent a lot of time with Bertha on the phone over this last week dealing with that issue because like many of you probably, I was ready to fly off the handle with some of the comments that I saw in the paper recently about a lot of these issues. And I just was good to have Bertha as a sounding board and Monica as a sounding board to kind of stay a little bit even keeled. This, these issues that we're dealing with between bridge and tunnel, incredibly complicated, incredibly expensive, and these are decade long things that we're going to have to deal with. And, you know, some people are trying to tie so many other things into this bridge and tunnel discussion. And I'm, I tried to be the mature person in the room at the Tower Club. I thought that it went very well. I thought it was a good thing. And I really thought the public got a lot out of it, and they will get a lot out of it out of this workshop thing. It's really not as easy as what some on the other side are making this to be. It is nowhere near what we're hearing from the other side. This is not a simple thing on a lot of levels. So I just thought that it was important to bring that up. And as Commissioner Furr said, the, the pa what, what the papers had said was we're ready to make a decision on the 22nd, which is 
nothing could really be further from the truth. The 22nd would be the time when the public meetings and the LPA meetings, whatever their local preferred alternative meetings, that FDOT and that, that we have the studies will be completed. There'll be plenty of time for us to talk about this and we do need to have one of these pre-meeting meetings so that we can all just kind of talk about what these issues entail and, and, and what we want to look at going forward. So that's that with the bridge and tunnel. Second thing is I want to compliment the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance again. Uh, grand openings all over with different kind of businesses coming here. Um, we were at, uh, you know, one of the one of the manufacturers of the seatbelts that and, and restraint devices for the aviation industries coming right out of Broward County. It was a big German company that is that is building here. I reached out to them yesterday and I want them to start to process early between Frontier Airlines and Spirit because we've read that Frontier and Spirit are merging. It sounds like from the reports that we're reading that Frontier is taking the lead on certain things and I just wanted to offer my availability and you know the availability of people from the workshop or the Greater Fort Lauderdale Alliance to meet with decision makers so that we can talk and make sure that you know Mark Gale and, and, and corporate headquarters and the whole thing are, are front and center. So I thought that was um, uh, important. Obviously hockey, we have the, I mentioned we have the all-star game. February 13th, it's not just the Super Bowl. I mean, it is a Super Bowl and that's big, but kind of even bigger, Broward County Parks is having their Park Fest Love and Music Day. And upon my park tours, I will be there 1.30. I know some other people will be there at Plantation Heritage Park for um, February 13th, 1.30, um, that we can get outside, we can listen to some music. It's right before Valentine's Day. That's the Love and Music Day. We could do it before the Super Bowl. That's that. Um, lastly, Boat Show was record-breaking this year. Direct investment, business investment, it was like multiple Super Bowls. Um, I'm not allowed to say this because they get mad at me. It's bigger than the Daytona 500. It's bigger than, it's probably the biggest event in the state of Florida uh, for, for direct, you know, and indirect dollars into a community. Pegasus, the horse racing, we, Broward County were, was the envy of the world last, a week ago Saturday. Pegasus came at, at, for the race. It was packed. Gulfstream has totally been redone. It was really a major event. And coming up, a lot of the F1 festivities are going to be happening in Broward County. So that's going to be big for the county. Um, other than to say that I'm now the reigning 5K champion of the commission because I beat Commissioner Alston in the 5K at the Jafco race. Yeah. Yeah, I won by default. He didn't show up, so I win. So, but until anybody else gets there, I'm the champion of 5Ks. Um, and anybody, I'll, I'll, I'm taking all comers. Uh, County Attorney. Thank you, Mayor. I just wanted to wish uh, Commissioner Ryan uh, my best, or send my best wishes, and also wish uh, Senator Rich a happy birthday. Thank you. See, they, I didn't say that it was you. They were, they told me I said. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> County Auditor. County Administrator. Just very briefly, I just wanted to also uh, wish Senator Rich a happy birthday. I have been calling to harass um, Commissioner Ryan. He's not answering his phone. I know he can because <laughs> I've been getting, um, I've been keeping up with that. So if he's listening, you know, answer your phone. I spoke to him this morning. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, I know he's, I know he's in, he's in good hands. Um, but just to follow up on the solid wasted um, board, that's, 
you know, that's huge. This community has to address its own waste. You know, I just can foresee some issues coming down the road. So the fact that we're finally getting serious about this is a good thing. And it's really, you've been pushing them and that's been a great thing. And closing, on the tunnel, the bridge tunnel issue, what we are um, preparing, and you'll be getting a phone call, well, actually it starts today. Um, we'll start with the individual briefings, and I think what, what we're hoping to do is to really, this is your focus, it's your time to really understand all of the issues before we bring everybody back to something broad, because what we want to do is this, the bigger presentation to um, reflect and address all of the questions that each of you um, has. So if we can, um, you know, those are, we're uh, having our preview, second preview, but we'll be on your calendars for your one-on-ones and then follow that up with a, starting with the public discussions. Um, I think that um, the staff is very anxious to really talk with you about all of the issues surrounding that. We can, um, um, we can do a lot of different things uh, um, related to this, but you know, obviously it's all about paying for them. And that's kind of all I have. Uh, Deputy County Administrator. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh, I thought you said that was all that she had. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was it. I just wanted to uh, wish uh, Commissioner Ryan a happy birthday yesterday and uh, thinking about him as well and, and a very happy birthday to Senator Rich, and yes, I said it, so happy okay. birthday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I forgot to mention, um, and there's probably still some leftover food from this morning, Mitch's downtown did the catering, so they're right around the corner now. It's a new place that opened up in, in Broward County. They're opening Ooh. a second location. They're from Weston. They opened up in Parkland, and they opened up downtown. They're, they're right up the block on Andrews Avenue. If you walk up a few, 7th Street? Fifth, right there. It's a like a grab and go. And they're also opening another location in Broward down in Hallandale at the Atlantic oh. Shops when it's there. So all the food that we're consuming from these county commission meetings is really allowing them to <laughs> expand. And with that, there is nothing else. And uh, I'll accept a motion to adjourn. That's it. See you next. Thank you.